All right. You've been patient, you've been kind, and you've been super generous. Lots of notes in over the last years. We took some time off the air, but welcome back to Mindset Radio. So a lot of things changed, a lot of things moving forward. As we begin to settle up for the new relaunch and bring in a spectacular co-host, my dear friend, Mike Brown, to join me uh, as we dissect the art and science of results. Now, Leading up to that, Mike and I have been running the 2022 Built by Brute Force Challenge, and we've brought some amazing people to the table with spectacular interviews, sharing their wisdom and their insights on how to improve performance, how to deal with a variety of aspects, and really setting yourself up for a spectacular 2022. So we're going to be sharing those interviews here out on Mindset Radio, uh, all those bonus episodes as we start to lay the groundwork, get back on the air, get back on track, and get back moving. So thanks for hanging in there. Or if you're listening new, make sure you download, subscribe, stick around because the new episodes will be airing soon. Cool. All right. Morning, Brew Crew. Uh, give a few minutes if people are going to, you know, Sunday morning stragglers coming in. Uh, maybe you just finished your workout or whatever it might be, but uh, whether you're going to join us live or watch us on the replay, again, kind of one of the efforts that we're trying to make through this challenge is to bring you some really quality content, really quality information, thoughts, a ton of support around every aspect of this challenge and every aspect of life. And so today, uh, she has she has already been in your inbox this morning, more than likely, via our uh, Sunday setup emails. So if you haven't gotten that, go check it out. Uh, but I have asked Amanda Sawyer to come in and uh, join us today. So she is uh, a, a therapist, however, really specializes kind of in the areas of health and fitness and helping people navigate the challenges because we all know when we start to take on challenges, we start to take on ourselves or we want to grow in any way, shape or form, physically, mentally, emotionally, stuff comes up. And uh, so I asked Amanda to see if she'd come on and spend some time this morning, share some words of wisdom, share some tools, techniques, and thoughts. And, you know, again, plenty of time to ask good questions. And uh, as we're going, you can ask them or you can wait till the end to ask through uh, if you come on. And then if you watch it in the replay, she's in the Facebook group. So feel free. You can ask in anything underneath the blocks, tag her, whatever you need to do. So thank you, young lady, for joining us this morning. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Yeah. So I really enjoyed uh, kind of the email that you sent out. We're going to start there and then mm-hmm. kind of walk through and, and then look at some maybe more depth around it, you know, but it is right. Right. So we're now in my view, beginning week, week three, right. Sunday forward, uh, starting to set up week three, starting to move through this process. Uh, you can kind of see it in the, the comments and the questions and the things, you know, people are either like, like you say, there some people are just really finding their stride. They're like, wow, you know, uh, somebody posted the other day that they were kind of a four time a week workout person. And this is, and they've always wanted to kind of add in that fifth, fifth day. And this challenge has really helped, which is awesome, right? That's a, a sign of hitting their stride. You know, body's starting to feel good. Uh, for some others, it's like, oh, wait a minute, two full weeks of actually doing this. Wow, my body's starting to hurt. Um, Great conversations this week around the mindfulness stuff. I'm stoked to see, you know, I mean, that's part of it. It's like, hey, I'm actually struggling here. I don't understand this. Um, and we'll, I'd like to talk a little bit about that as well. You know, I did my live on Friday. Like if you're questioning, am I doing this right? You're doing this right, right? That's mm-hmm. it's just a model. So we can talk about that stuff as well. And I appreciate 
some of your comments there. Um, you know, but this is where we want to keep people engaged, right? This is the point. Week three is kind of, was we're moving through this midway point. Am I really, is this really worth it? You know, do I need to put myself to like the, the little, little sneaky, I'm just going to say it's shitty voice in the back of the head starts to show up and kind of creep in. And that elephant's really, you know, if you're trying to power through, like you're, this is the spot where it's like, no, I want to go back to, you know, old yep. ways. And so, you know, you had a couple of great points in there. I want to leave the space for you to talk through them. Uh, just kind of things to sink into, right? When those mm-hmm. times come up and then feel free to share whatever else you, other words of wisdom you'd like to pass on. Yeah, I think we've all heard it before that it takes about 21 days to build habits, right? Um, So if we think about a week and you're coming into week three, you are just now starting the 21st, essentially, 7, 14, 21. You're just now getting there. So, but now is also when it's feeling really fucking hard. It's really hard. So you want to quit. You're doubting yourself. You know, I've, I've built time into my life for this for two weeks. It's not sustainable. I can't do it anymore. I'm not seeing progress, whatever the case may be. Um, I work with a lot of clients who struggle with this. Their cognitive distortions. It's BS that your mind is creating in your head. And I'm so passionate about this stuff. I could talk about it, you know, forever. Sure. Um, but your brain is this thought generating machine. Thousands of thoughts every single day. Yeah. And we filter most of them. We really do. We get stuck on some of them for whatever reason or another. And so part of the, um, one of your Sunday things was, you know, remembering your why, which can help check, put those thoughts in check too. Remember your why, why are you here? So when that bully, I have a lot of my clients give it a name. Like mine is like a mean girl from the movie Mean Girl. She like rides on my shoulder and I, you know. Have to put her in place sometimes. <laughs> mine's, mine's Richard because he's Richard. kind of a right. He's a bit. Yeah. yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So this the same thing. Um, you have to check that voice that you have in your head and remember your why. And so that is the first R for the week. But that does have a lot to do with the crap that's not being filtered through your head. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, that's uh, so in a couple of weeks we're going to be talking like models of transformation how do i really like what is the the depth of that i mean i studied so many different programs and so many different things and really kind of uncovered some stuff there but at the top of that is really my anchor or my catalyst like my reason for change and being clear about that because Mm -hmm. you know and and having that be a powerful and positive thing right versus a negative anchor right? I, I need to change because, you know, I want to be better for somebody else or whatever else, right? So, you know, we can also talk, I'd love to actually get a little bit more into that because I think, you know, I love the idea that for every positive statement our head makes, there's a, there's a negative, there's a balance. There's always, you know, yes. just the negative is going to be there, right? That's just yes. what's going to happen. And I think a lot of times we, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> get caught in um, a negative why. And so if we return to that why, right? The context for it is is really not a a an uplift. And mm-hmm. so maybe let's you know before we get to the other ones, that may be a good idea, right? How do I how do I how do I really discover the why, and then how do I create that why so that it is valuable for me, right? So if I'm in that spot where I'm 
waning or I'm exhausted or whatever it might be, I want to anchor back into that. Oh, this is why. And yeah, you you hit on a good point. Um, value. Okay. So this is something that will help create your why, what are your values? I ask people this a lot and they don't know. That's okay. It's not something that we talk about, but what are your values? Your values are essentially like the rules in which you live your life, the rules and standards that guide your life. Um, Brene Brown, you can Google her. She has a great list of values, but I would start there. If you're wondering, like, I don't know what my values are. I don't know what my why is. Well, let's start there. What do you value in your life? Is it, um, you know, being active? Is it being able to keep up with your kids? Is it living a healthy lifestyle? Is it giving back to other people? There are tons of values that we can use to guide our lives. Um, I would start there by really sitting down. I talked about having a notebook or someplace that you're keeping track of all of this stuff. Sit down with a list, a core list of values and really sit and think about, okay, what are my current values or what are the values I want to live my life by? What kind of person do I want to be? And that can become your why if you don't know, but it also can like recenter or re-anchor what your why was to begin with. Yeah, I mean, I've even used some of the tools. There's some great apps out there. There's some great kind of web assessment tools to really help you because you're right. I mean, I hadn't done a kind of a value systems assessment mm-hmm. really ever. And and it's been interesting, like as I've grown over my life, I continue now to go back and redo them. Yeah. And, you know, I can see previously where my values were really based in someone else or someone else's opinion of values of like what I was trying to be for others, you know, and then as I've grown and as I've gone through this place, it's like, Oh, wait a minute. No, these are, you know, like my top value is time and energy. Like Mm -hmm. that is so critically important to me because what I love to give it right. I love to serve others, give it out. However, and, and so there's kind of a dual edged sword of that, that if I'm not, doing the things that that feed that back to me you know i'm technically uh, it's always hilarious to me when i you know when you go down the line of uh, uh oh what's the word i'm looking for uh introspective or uh or crap <laughs> it happens brain is not working you know uh extrovert versus introvert right yeah. you know uh-huh. and and a lot of people are like, oh, you're a huge extrovert. You know, you're always out, you're always speaking, you're always doing this. Nope. Actually, I'm a massive introvert because yes. I heal and I regenerate and I replenish myself by being quiet, by being alone, mm-hmm. you know, by by stepping away from that, which then empowers me to go out and be, you know, what I love to be. So exactly. that, that was a big learning point for me, which then led me to this place of going, oh, I value my time and energy more yes. than anything else, really. Yes. And as an introvert, so people have this misconception about introvert and extrovert. Yeah. It doesn't, an introvert doesn't mean you don't like being around people. Um, Quite the contrary, actually, most people do enjoy being around people, but you hit, hit it on the head. It's like how you recharge introverts recharge by being alone, by being solitary, quiet, whatever extroverts recharge by being socially around other people. That's what gives them energy. Mm -hmm. So like for you, yeah, that's, really it's like two magnets going like this yeah. when you want to give to other people but you also really really need that time alone yeah and it's that and it's just that anchored balance and those are things that we find about ourselves because i don't feel like 
you know, we had a, let's say we had about a 30 or 40 year span. Now, you know, with the knowledge yeah. and the things we now know that really kind of misguided people in some ways to take care of themselves or, you know, in the field of therapy and psychology and et cetera, we really didn't do a great job. I mean, it was the best we knew what to do at the time. However, yeah. right now that science and variety of other things have begun to understand the system at a greater point. Those are things that definitely need to change. I mean, I get a lot of drive and energy and value from my community. However, you know, yes, that will become my, my tank will, you know, I have to fill my tank yeah. otherwise. You got to fill it back um, up. Yeah. And, and you have to fill up your tank before you can give back to others. Absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. Well, and that, and I mean, one, go ahead. Sorry. One last key point with yeah. the values, they can change over time. Mm-hmm. And they should change over time because we grow and evolve as humans. Yep. So you may be like, oh, I totally thought these were my values, but I'm leaning more towards this. Well, coming back to your point about having grace with yourself, have some grace there. Like, I don't value that like I used to. Yeah. That's okay. And it should be, you should be changing. Yeah. I mean, and that's like my health and fitness has, has, has shifted in its value space, right? Um, for me, I grew up in a very non health and fitness oriented family. Uh, matter of fact, it was the opposite. Like people were shunned for taking care of themselves because yeah. it was the excuse and it was the challenge and it was the, you know, model of perception and, and all of those things. So I, you know, that's the residue that I've had to deal with growing up. Um, and, you know, I was, I would say consistently, like I was a minimum standards guy. Right. And, and, or barely making the standards its way physically. Um, that's just what it was, but I could see over time why health and fitness was such a struggle for me was it was always an external value. It was always a, a value based on others ideas and projections of what I should be or should look like, or should be doing. And as I've matured over time, I've actually re-anchored that value to something very important. For me which is you know i want to be i want to be physically capable i don't you know i don't need to be some model rock star i'm never going to get there i don't have the face for it right now you know, I mean, i've got a perfect face for radio is what you know my crown tells me all the time uh, but but what i have found is i want to be strong and capable and i don't you know i've done enough damage to my body over life that if i don't take care of it if i don't do the specific things now to use the vessel i've got to the best ability i can you know so i that's been a major value change for me over the years to where now it is important to me now i do prioritize now i do take on now i do task out things yep exactly yeah exactly and for me it's been you know people look at it as selfish oh you spend an hour exercising and you spend this much time meal prepping for the week and that's taking away from you know time you should be spending with your kids and time you should be doing something else and i'm like no you have this all wrong and like shoulds you'll like this one should are we call it shoulding on yourself it sounds like that for a reason because when we have these expectations of ourselves and others and we hang on to them so tightly, we feel guilty when we don't meet those expectations, but then we feel anger and resentment towards others when we, they don't meet our shoulds for them. So like, I really despise the word I'm, should. I'm with a lot. you, right? Shooting all over yourself. You know, that's, yes. a, I, that's, I've said that for years, you know, that's a, that is very true. It's if that, if that word is showing up in your language, 
You know, mm-hmm. you, you need like the buzzer neck. That you know what I mean. Bah, right. You know what I mean. Well, I should be that. No, you know, and, and and planning that idea in your head on a regular basis to just get that yep. out of the yep. language. Yeah. Gone. What gone. would you replace that with? I mean, if I'm, let's say, let's say I'm feeling guilty, right? Let's say mm-hmm. I'm, I'm I'm putting a lot of time and energy into myself right now, um, in this challenge, trying to do some things. But there's this lingering kind of past. Well, it's taking time away from others or you know things. What would you say to that? Um, that's another one of those points where I would stop and pause and challenge your thought that's going through your head. Well, why am I feeling this way? Is there a more realistic way I can think about this? So if you are feeling guilty for spending an hour in the kitchen meal prepping and your kids are at your feet and want to play, and you're like, oh, I should be spending time with my kids instead we can reframe that, right? We can reframe our situation. I would prefer to be spending time with my kids. And I know this is good for me. I don't like the word, but either we use an and statement. I would prefer to be doing this. And I know this is good for me. Mm -hmm. We can hold two opposing thoughts, right? Yeah. And then that will help me like, Oh, okay. I know this is good for me. I'll be all right. Yeah. Cause the, but also negates, kind of everything that came before. I know this is good for me, but I should be like everything. I'm, this is good for me. goes away. Yeah. And, and that's an opportunity. I view that like with little man. Now um, I view those things. I've, I've really just kind of reprogrammed the things towards like I include them in it. Right. I yeah. do things like it. It's a time to teach or it's a time to engage or, Hey buddy, you want to cut things up with me? You know, I get them out of this little plastic stuff or whatever, like, like seize the opportunity that says, oh, no, this is important. And, you know, dad's taking care of himself right now. And yep. mom's taking it's care of myself right now. And this and, and bring them into it. Because really at the core, you know, their only view is play, right? Yeah. But what they really want is just your attention. They want to be with attention. you. So yeah. and bring them into your life, you know, and, and use that as an opportunity, which I have found with D, you know, he'll spend a little bit of time with it. And then he'll grow bored and then he'll go off and, and yeah. give me the space to do it. Right. Cause maybe that's not what he wants to do. However, inviting him in then gives him the space to kind of float on yeah. his own and lets me finish. And I've noticed that in the group too. Um, a lot of people have really good posts about, you know, even their dogs joining them in or their kids or whatever, and including them in that. I think it's really important. Again, what kind of value-based life are you living that you want to pass along onto your kids? You mentioned it too. You didn't grow up in a household where that was prioritized. I didn't necessarily either. This has been something that I've had to do on my own in my adult life, but I know from the benefits that it's something that I want to instill in my kids. Yeah. 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 I mean, and I think that's, and that again becomes another value. Like what is it, what behaviors am I modeling for my children and others around me? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and that, and so that's a, another great anchor of why, because I, because I choose to model the behaviors I want my children. You know, I think a lot of us, and you look in this group, I, I love this group because this group mm-hmm. is, these are, I view this group as people that are working. Like they are, they are out for things. They are out for, you know, taking care of themselves and growing and learning. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's just not kind of your standard, Hey, I'm going to go, you know, do all this amazing stuff today. Right. I mean, even our, even our big boy that throws the 400 pound thing around, like just, I mean, his, like I've talked to him before, what a cool human being he is. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, 
And, and those are the behaviors we want to model. I love seeing how many kids, you know, are picking up a bag or playing around or out there running around and doing those things. Like that's, that's a big value. I want to model great behaviors for my children um, Mm -hmm. so that they're not dealing with this stuff in their thirties and forties going, Oh, I wish I had, right. They're just, it's just normal for them. Whatever they choose in life is what they get to choose. However, they've, they've really had a cool model behavior growing up. Yep. Setting them up for success. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And the mindfulness thing, um, you mentioned that a couple of times, but, and the group and how awesome that is, because you don't really see that in other challenges. We don't talk about, you know, the mindfulness, the mental aspects of it. Um, you know, that side of the game, we're just like, Oh, did you get your workout in? Did you get your steps in? Did you do this? Did you whatever? And we're like, there's so much more to it than just that part of it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's been one of my, when Mike and I sat down and, and, and bought through course and and came in to take over, you know, what we saw was a community, right. A uh, business that gave us an opportunity to move us in a direction of looking at the whole human, right. He and I are both, um, and he and I are going to get on one day and actually share this, this very interesting dynamic, like what he grew up in, what health and fitness was for him. I mean, he's, you know, he used to be like Iron Man, you know, F-18 pilot, like arch, like he will lock into the zone and yeah. he'll go out and brutalize himself to win. You know what I mean? And, and that was a previous thing. And I remember we're working out one day. Uh, it was, I think it was almost the same day. We're working out one day. I started crying, realizing like, oh, I love this. This is good for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And uh, Colby was coaching us, kind of looked at me and I was just having a little moment, right? Of like, oh, finally for self, right? And Mike was having this moment of like, oh, finally healthy, finally actually healthy and not healthy is not killing myself to win. Healthy is taking care of myself, right? And so, you know, I'm going to get on and talk a little bit more about that because I think that's, you know, covers a huge spectrum of people. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you're not going to get there without a mindful practice. You're not going to see those right. things. That's, you know, I'm a big believer in just really embodying what I'm doing. Yeah. And those are the anchors of the practice yep. of the therapy of the, you know, paying attention to that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's why I consider myself, it's a play on words. It's a fully integrated therapist. So nice. the therapist, it's fully integrated um, because I don't just talk about how are you feeling today? What you've been thinking about? That kind of stuff. I'm like, how have you been eating? How have you been moving your body? How have you been finding time to work, you know, on your mental strength? Um, it's not just, you know, our thoughts and our feelings. It's it's everything yeah. that comes together for your wellness, whether it's physical wellness, mental wellness, emotional wellness, they all work together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they, and they have to, right. And that's where, um, you know, it was interesting when, we, when I designed the challenge, I'll, maybe I'll share with the group what the original design looked like because I'm such a geek, you know what I mean? Like it was, <laughs> I mean, it was gnarly. <laughs> um, I mean, it was good, right? It's, it, the core is there. <laughs> However, we went for a lot longer. There was a lot more to it and everything else. And, you know, the team sat down and they were like, okay, <laughs> we love this. However, let's simplify it. And, yeah. Um, and I'm like, okay, cool. Right. Because that's what I do. And we've got a great team. Of, of, I love it, right? I love the way that we get to to narrow these things down. Um, but I think that it's been, you know, it has been good, and it's been. Uh, I love seeing 
kind of the responses and, and the questions, you know, um, yeah. I can't remember who posted the other day, like, I don't get it, right? I just don't get it. I don't yeah. get this mindfulness stuff. Amazing, right? That's, which if you haven't done it, how would, would you? you? Yeah, how would you get it? And and then you potentially start to get frustrated around it because we are all, all achievers. We want more. We want to be pushing harder, faster, yeah. better. Yeah. yeah. So. Yep. And I posted a comment on yours. You know, whatever. I have an awful time with yoga and meditation because mm. I, oh, yeah. I do. I get distracted and I'm like, I want to move. I want to do more. So mindfulness for me is more of a passive action that I take. It is if I'm like I was meal prepping this morning, if I'm chopping up something, I am paying attention to what I'm doing and being in the present moment. Um, and when I notice my mind wander as it does, I was like, oh, I noticed you're wandering. Come on back to what you're doing. It's paying attention on purpose without passing judgment. Mm -hmm. So when you notice your mind to wander, when you notice yourself starting to think, am I doing this right? Like, yep, you are. Now bring it back yep. to what you're doing. Focus on your breathing, focusing on, you know, whatever the task is at hand. Even yeah. walking is a, is a great mindfulness activity that you can do. Yeah. Well, I got in the habit early on when I started doing this practice, um, I would say, oh, thanks. When I notice myself off, I would uh -huh. say, oh, thanks. Right. And, and, and give a moment of appreciation or noticing that I was, you know, going elsewhere and cool. And thanks for bringing me back. Um, exactly. And that really began to build, you know, cause it is, it is a method of appreciation, right? And it's mm -hmm. building that more positive style anchor than like, oh, there you are again, you're going on, yeah. come on back. Right. It's like, oh, right. Thanks. Thanks for the reminder back yep. here now. Yep. Yeah. It's huge. Yep. It's, exactly. it's, yeah. I mean, it's definitely a huge part of it. So. Yeah. All right, let me dig into your email here real quick. And, uh, sorry, glasses, old man time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and we've kind of been talking about it, right? Your number two, right? Your first one was remember your why. And then we started talking about reaching out. And we've mm -hmm. kind of been talking about that. You know, what are, what are some ways to do that, especially in the group, right? I think people, mm -hmm. one, we don't like to be vulnerable. Right. Right. Not everybody does. A lot of comments early on. Do I have to post? Do I have to share? Do I do this? Mm -hmm. Like, nope. You know, and I've gotten, I mean, a slew of emails and a slew of messages, which is great. Right. Mm -hmm. And Good. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. People are like, I didn't, I don't want to share this in the group or whatever else, but which is just amazing. I love that. But yeah. what are some, like, if I'm struggling, what are some ways I can reach out? Like, what are, what are some prompts almost to help guide people so they, because sometimes we don't know what we need. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Not to put you on like, the spot or anything. But. <laughs> well, it's so individual. Yeah, it's it just is. so individual. Yeah. It, it's going to take some self-reflection on your part mm -hmm. to think about, okay, where do I feel maybe least comfortable? You know, I could work out till I'm blue in the face and like, that's my zone. Um, but other aspects, you know, I, I don't feel comfortable. So maybe it's not, you need help. Where do you not feel confident? Mm. Where do you not feel like you're in the zone and you've got your groove? Like we talked about, where are you not hitting your stride? Um, so not necessarily like, I need help. Hey, over here. It's more like, yeah, I don't feel comfortable with this. Maybe having another person to chat about, you know, whatever it is, that conversation, that dialogue can help you 
maybe think about how you can make some changes or make yourself more confident or comfortable in whatever that place is. But discomfort's not a bad thing. That's where change comes in. So embrace the discomfort wherever it is, whether it's nutrition or your mindfulness practice or in the workouts, embrace the discomfort there, recognize the discomfort, and then reach out to whoever it is, you know, whether it's me, if you want help with um, any of the things we're talking about today, or with you, with workout stuff to Ruthie, with nutrition, whoever it may be, send off an email. Hey, not, um, I need help because as humans, we're like, I don't need help but say, I'm not feeling confident with this, or I have some questions. It's a great one. I just have some questions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like to remove the word help, you know, because mm-hmm. help means we can't and actually need someone else to do for or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. I always say like, where do you need support? You know, where can I support yes. you in this or what kind of support do you need? You know, I've also found early on in kind of removing into the fitness space, sometimes I didn't know how to bridge gaps or I didn't know what to do next, or I didn't know, you know, there were like these little almost microcosms that would occur where I may not fully understand a movement or, um, you know, I'm really sore. Like there's these little things and that little kind of technical knowledge. And we're going to, this is the class on Monday. You, you hit, you hit two of the three keywords we're going to talk about on Monday. This is the <laughs> okay. this is the deep dive study I did when I wrote kind of the entire operation mindset platform at the agency, and what are the core behavioral traits that exist in top performers? Um, and you hit two of them, uh, and we're going to talk about this on Monday, and then Bo's coming on on Wednesday to kind of in, in, integrate that into workouts, which is going to be amazing. Um, but I found that sometimes, like there is a gap in my kind of learning or my foundation or my experience. Yeah. And because that gap exists, then it, then it trickles into an unknown, uncomfortable self doubt. Right. And before I know it, now I'm spiraled off into somewhere else when all I really needed to do was fix was, was figure out the technical thing that I needed to know. Yep. Exactly. Uh, And And we are so like with the access to the internet and stuff, we're like, I don't know how to do this move. I'll just Google it real quick. Oh, I'm struggling with this. I'll just, I'll just look it up real quick. We're missing a human element. You are missing the human element that is necessary for change. Google is not going to support you in making big changes in your life. Yeah. Your human connections will. So I would challenge you if you're feeling the urge, oh, I'll just Google this nutrition thing. I'll just Google this mindfulness thing. no. No, reach out for help and get that human connection, especially right now with like all the COVID. Get that human connection. We are missing a lot of that right now. Human connection equals support. Googling stuff does not. Yeah. And and I love, I mean, probably the coolest thing is to be see just the quality of answers that come in this group from the group mm-hmm. itself. Right. I mean, I I really enjoy that when I'm kind of strolling through and somebody's asked a question and you know, and then there's five or six, you know, really quality answers for people. Truly, yeah. you know, whether that's in technical stuff or workouts or movement or um, resources or at like the, it's always cool to me. I was kind of chuckled. I'm like, cool. I don't have to answer that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I noticed that too. I was yeah, like, wow, there's 15 comments. I'll skip over this one. Yeah. I, I mean, it's great. Right. I mean, I, I love commenting. Like, yes, all the above. Um, yeah. And that's, that's amazing to me to have the quality of people around that do that, that step into there. 
And, and that is a, that's at least a, a method of connection, a method of pure relationship. Like you are, by coming to the group and asking a question, you are doing a lot more uh, than just going to Google. Like there's so many things happening in that, right? There's allowing contribution, connecting with the group, gaining more yeah. support, right? There's uh, I, this, the vulnerability I, aspect of putting something out there. Yeah. yeah. Vulnerable. Well, I mean, That's where you create change. You yep. can't create change without being vulnerable, without asking questions. Yeah. I mean, even around simple things like Turkish get-ups, which you know, some yeah. people love, some people hate. I can't stand them, um, <laughs> you know, especially with the sandbag. I mean, we did, uh, we did sandbag get-ups the other day. Uh, my butt is still sore because sandbags are my, just my two get-ups and lunges, my like, my two nemesis. I'm like, oh, cool. Thanks, bro. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but even some of those movements, right? Even some of those, those technical that require brain focus, um, mm -hmm. some of the mobility stuff that, that we've integrated in from Colby, like some of those, you know, hip movement, knee touch things. Like I, Colby would sit there and chuckle at me for the first, you know, week and a half. Cause I'm like, you can see me. You know, trying to, and then like to get up, like I couldn't engage that muscle. And I'm like, where am I? What am I? You know, I'm just kind of <laughs> sitting in the corner, you know, Mike's looking over and be like, what's your problem, dude? And I'm like, I can't engage this muscle. I don't know what this is. Yes. But, but being open to being like, Hey, I'm struggling with this particular one. Mm -hmm. um, just even at that little level uh, is yep. a huge, is a huge move. The more I, the more willing I am to engage, the more willing I am to reach out, the more, the easier it becomes. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. It's retraining your brain and rewiring it. So the more times that you teach yourself, okay, I am safe asking questions. The more you do it, the less of a reaction you will get out of your brain that it's uncomfortable or anxiety provoking, whatever the case may be. You're just rewiring and retraining your brain to do something different. Yeah, totally. I love it. I mean, it's so important. Um, you did talk about, let's see, uh, uh, deficits writing down right again back to journaling you know that yeah. may be a good place too. like and that's what I've, I've asked into several times like okay great you did the workout cool what came up what'd you see you know yeah. and 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 I like this and this is a good now kind of technical bridge to that which is what were my deficits during the workout oh hey I don't feel like I did that movement well or I'm more sore than I think I should be you know okay start with like the most common foundational things and begin to ask those questions or begin that inquiry right yeah. into stuff. Yeah. Um, and then that will build to more and more and more as I go down the line, right? Start, yeah. I would say, start where it feels safe just to train mm -hmm. the pattern and yep. then incrementally move that down. And it may be like, Oh, I really was challenged by this or, you know, I, I didn't feel good in my body. And it was a reminder that, you know, I should have done this a long time ago. And before right. I start that spiral, now that's a deficit. Now I can reach out and get support. And you have so much support in this group. It's, yeah. I, I mean, this is incredible, right? The, yeah. um, the, the resources that are available. And I encourage the journaling and the writing stuff down to piggyback up what you said, because it holds yourself accountable to yourself because you wrote it down. No one else is coming to save you. No one is coming to hold your hand. You have to hold yourself accountable. So write it down, yeah. write it down. Otherwise you're gonna be like, did I think that? Did I really think that? Was I, or was I, am I just making that up? No, you can go back because you wrote it down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it minimizes like 
we think about it, it's relevant at the time, but then we don't deal with it or don't write it down or don't structure it. And within about 24 hours, then it becomes not a big deal. Exactly. Until the next yes. time. And then until the next time. And until the next time. I mean, exactly. if, it, if something presents to me, it's a big deal. If it shows up, I treat it like it's a big deal and, you know, work through the process of it. So, mm -hmm. yep. so let's talk about this third side. And we've kind of touched on a little bit right around it, but let's talk about removing labels. We talked about yes. the shoulds, we talked about the buts, right? But let's let's yep. get into like what what that actually looks like. Yep. So your third one for the week that I want you to think about is um, removing labels. So just reading some posts through the group, as humans, we compare ourselves to other people. It's in our nature. That's how we have survived and evolved as humans. Um, back to the caveman days of, oh, they have more food. How did they gather that? We're comparing ourselves and we have done it forever and we will continue to do that. So when you notice in the group, damn, they're lifting heavier than I am. They're doing a ceiling three when I'm only at a one or whatever. No, remove that label that you say, I saw someone post like, I'm a sissy. I don't stack up. I don't. Um, I pale in comparison. You know, I've seen comments like that, which is great because yeah. you're being vulnerable. Yes. Okay. Which yes. is what we're asking you to do, yep. but I don't want you to live by that label. I want you to remove it and reframe it and start labeling instead the behavior that wants you, that you want to change. Mm. So labeling yourself is like putting one of those running things across your forehead, you know, the, the light up word bars. Okay. You know, I'm a sissy. I'm not lifting enough. Yeah. And when you label yourself, that's what it does. Um, when we remove it, take the label off. Okay. And identify the behavior. I, um, when I skip my workouts, I feel like a failure. I feel like a failure, not I am a failure. Mm -hmm. I feel like it. So what's the behavior behind that feeling? Yeah. The behavior is skipping the workouts. Yeah. Cool. I can change that. Yeah. That's a tangible thing that I can change. When you just say, I am a failure, period, how do you change that when there's no action tied to it? Right. Right. Yeah. And when we collapse and internalize, and I think this is the piece about removing labels that I've found is so important. You know, I've spent so many years now separating my identity from everything, right? Yes. From my body, from my you know, this, that, right. I, I rarely now use this. I am, uh, and especially I am in any negative sense. Uh, yep. There may be gaps. There may be things to learn, grow, change, develop, right. All that very well may well be true because of who, you know, the Jeff wants to be, but, but, but even like changing just this, this, this breakdown of identity. And like you just said, you know, maybe I, I failed at a certain task. Failure school. Failure is a great space for growth, right? Yep. I mean, it just is. And but failure is not me. I am not a failure. Something just did not work, you know. And yes. that's that's another languaging that I love. You know, did it work or did it not? Um, yeah. I used to when I would be doing all the evaluations after scenarios and after everything else, and whether that was with naval special warfare or you know any of the cool people out there or whatever else, we would come in for an exercise. And I would, I would say this before I, you know, cause <laughs> video data, like it's all coming, right? They're yeah. all coming. They're all sitting in the room, high type A, high, high ego based, high driven crew. Um, and I would say, okay, I'm going to ask a question. 
Now, I'm going to give you the rules to answering this question. You can only answer this question with a yes or a no. Period. Yes or no. That is the only other option. We'll move forward after it, but but you can only answer yes or no. And then they would all kind of look around like, well, okay, what's this dude going to ask? And I would say, did you produce the results you intended to produce? And literally, you would see them for anywhere from three to five minutes, like, and I, and I went around individually, like they had to answer individually. Uh, yeah. And you could see them like squirming in this chair because our languaging is built so much in, yeah, but, you know, I would, uh, or I could have, or I should have, or whatever else, or no, excuse, 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 reason, 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 right? I don't want any of that. I want people to be in a powerful yes or a powerful no. Yes, yeah. I did. And feel the accomplishment of it. Is there room to improve? Absolutely. We can talk about that. Are there yeah. things to learn? 100%. We can talk about that. But yes, I actually did put anchoring into what I produced or or the reality check of, no, actually, I did not. Mm-hmm. Not for any other reason. I just didn't. And, and just being very definitive about that. Then we can evaluate, hey, what worked and what didn't. Because even yeah. in the, there's that goes for the yes and the no. And then it just becomes an exploration of things less judgment, less reason, yeah. less justification. Exactly. Yep. And that goes with your thoughts too. When you have a thought, you know, come in where you're like, Ooh, is this a label? Ask yourself, is this helpful? That's one that I like. Is it helpful? Is it helpful in getting me to live that value-based life? Is it helpful in getting me to my goals? If the answer is no, then leave it behind. It needs to go. Got yeah. It's yeah. gone. Like Flick it off. Yep. If it is helpful, cool. Hold on to that. That doesn't mean it, a negative thought can't be helpful. Totally. Totally. Yes. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. Uh, yep. Let me see here. Feel free to jump in if you, if you want to go as I'm reading. Yeah, no. Toxic positivity. I'm not here for that. So that's not like, oh, all my thoughts have to be positive. No, that's not what I'm saying. So if you're confused about it, please ask. I'm not saying like, oh, yay, I did such a great job today. All my workouts are great. I'm on point. That's not what I'm saying. So if I'm not being clear about that, please ask questions. Yeah. Yeah, there's and I and I think that's a, you know, that's a thing that came around, right? This positive self-talk and, um, mm-hmm. you know, one of the books that I put up in my reading list, I, I, you know, it's funny, Gary Bishop in the uh, Unpluck Yourself book, um, yeah. you know, where he's like, he gets in there and he's like, you know, you were told for years to tell yourself you're a tiger, you know, no, you're not a tiger. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, you're, exactly. you're a Jeff, you're Amanda, uh, you know, you're not a tiger. Stop trying yep. to create that, that, and, and that becomes a comparison game also, right? If I'm trying to yeah. write positive self-talk, there's value for it in particular places. Yep. Uh, yep. Hold on one second. I've got a nugget at my feet wanting so. <laughs> Go for a bite. Sorry about that. Morning time. Yeah. He's, he's running around. Um, so we got a question here. Uh, how do you combat toxic positivity when it's uh, when it's around in your life? Oh, interesting. Okay, so this is a good one. So, so everyone like telling you, oh, it's okay, it'll get better. Oh, yeah. just you know, it's not that big of a deal. Like, look on the bright side. Um, no, I'm not here for that. That is really hard to combat. It really is because 
I was just listening to a podcast this morning. It's really fantastic. Um, Glennon Doyle, mm-hmm. um, Amy Wambach, she's on it. It's called We Can Do Hard Things podcast. Oh, yeah. And it's great. And um, there was some stuff in there about toxic positivity. Okay? And it's so ingrained in our culture and our society. Like, oh, flip that frown upside down. It is ingrained in us from childhood. Yeah. Well, stop crying. Just don't cry. It's okay. Yeah. Why aren't you happy? If we're not happy then something's wrong with us. Okay. And that is a bunch of BS. Like I could talk on this forever. So yeah. that's a great question. I would start with that podcast. I really would, because these are some fantastic women who are, um, one's a Yale university professor and she's talking about toxic positivity and it's more time to talk about it than like we have right now. Well, yeah. And put that in and do me a favor, drop the link to the podcast yeah. in the notes when we're done today. Yeah. But I, I agree with you. I mean, that's is, that's the, oof, it's gnarly, right? Uh, and you almost like, for me, I found with those people, again, it goes back to time and energy who I choose to be around. And then sometimes you don't have choice necessarily. Like if it's direct family members or it's, you know, people yeah. you've chosen allowed access to your space. Like, yeah. you know, I think one of the things that I've been learning uh, over time, we talked maybe a little bit about this as we finish up today this may be a path how to create boundaries and those are mental boundaries those are emotional boundaries those are physical boundaries right Mm -hmm. that's not something i learned growing up Uh, right i learned very much that it was my job to you know support everybody around me allow whoever into my space you know whoever into my brain whoever into my heart whoever into my you know whatever and i never learned oh no i actually have the right to put some boundaries up so I think a good phrase for whoever asked that question and a good starting point aside from the podcast was, you know, they're invalidating your feelings. Mm. So in starting boundaries, the first place I like to start is in assertive communication with people. And that can be a really uncomfortable place, but saying, I appreciate your input. I, however, I am feeling blank, period. You don't need to give a further explanation. I appreciate your input. I am still feeling angry or sad or upset or frustrated. And insert a big fat period. You do not have to explain yourself any further than that. No. And if you're feeling that way, okay to feel that way. It's not like some, like, you know, explore it, play with it a little bit, right? I mean, reach out for some support. Hey, I'm, you know, consistently this way or, and I think that's the, the big thing to notice. I mean, there are some days that I'm sad. There are some days that I'm, um, you know, unhappy or there's like that happens. And, and again, it goes back to the grace to be like, you know, I can be sad. There are things in life that, that create (laughs) sadness or unhappiness or down or whatever. And I always feel like it's that, that, that positive, that, that kind of toxic positivity that's, that doesn't allow us to dip into that space so that then we can right. actually recover and come out of that space. Right. Yeah. Yep. And we all have actually, we're born with a baseline of happiness. Yep. Uh, fun fact, baseline. Mm-hmm. So you might, you know, something is, goes great. So you experience like this wave where you feel happier than normal. You are still going to come back to your baseline. Hmm. You might feel a dip in it of, man, that really sucked. I'm really sad. It'll go away just yeah. like anything else. And you will come back to your baseline. Hmm. Interesting. Caroline, if you're still on, I don't have my like live up, but if you have any more questions in that, please ask or, you know, ask after live and 
and Amanda's going to put that, uh, you know, yep. I love those, right? Those, you know, <laughs> as much as I say it, like the Brene Brown podcast, the Glennon Doyle podcast, you know, one of the books I read was her, you know, um, yeah. your Cheetah or whatever it is, um, yeah. you know, which gave me such tremendous insight. Uh, I loved it. Uh, but even like Oprah's Super Soul Sunday, she's got great people on there. She brings in, you know, those things. And and they deal with these topics, right? They do. They bring in some really quality uh, people that that deal with, you know, some of these core functional things that, that we are combating. And it's interesting as you begin to kind of elevate yourself into a space of like, oh, out of the norm, right, yes. into a new place. Those the the problem is those things heighten, right? That you're more aware. Oh, oh yeah, and it's like. Oh my, look at what I've lived in for so yeah. long. What do I do with this now? And so that's okay, right? That actually, again, it's like, instead of that being a negative response, that's like, oh, thank you for the opportunity to see what I've been immersed in for so long. That, And then now, how do I navigate it? So I think that's a great question. And you can feel free that if you have come up with other thoughts or want to pop on live at some point or share some of those things, um, please do so. I think the, the group would always appreciate that. For sure. So, For sure. All right. So we're getting on about 48 minutes here. Um, let's let's kind of re, you know, re-tease some things and then I'll give you, a, if you got any final thoughts on stuff. Um, yep. I think the biggest thing for the week is if you don't have a notebook or someplace where you're keeping yourself accountable, start there. Grab that notebook. Um, if you have, a, you know, a lot of people have a huge marker board. I do, you know, in my weight room too. Um, that's a, that's a great place. Otherwise a pocket notebook, something you can keep with you. Remembering your why that's that first R. So remember your why, if you're not sure, check into your values. Um, I can post a link to something simple like Brene Brown's, um, value list. It's yep. just very comprehensive. Yeah. So remembering your why, if you're struggling and even if you're not, because it will come, you will have struggle. It will happen. Just expect it and prepare accordingly. Yep. Um, the second R um, was that, having a brain fart. Can you help me out, Jeff? I got them right here. Yeah. Uh, reach out. Yes. Thank you. Reach out. Be vulnerable. Um, it doesn't have to say, sound like, hey, I need help. Right. It could sound like, I have some questions. Mm -hmm. We can reframe and rethink things, even if it's just to appease our own brains. Right. Yeah. So reach out. Ask well, for it help. It doesn't have to be deep. It doesn't have to be like. No this, I'm going to lay my soul out, you know, for the group, just, just, you know, it can be easy. It can just, right. but it, you're training, you're developing yourself to get support in yep. a variety of ways. Yeah. Yep. Like Maria, um, it was Maria last week. She was vulnerable and she said, you know, meal prepping is not my wheelhouse. And I reached out and I asked for help. Great. Set yourself up for success that yeah. way. Yeah, totally. Yep. And then the final one is you know, the removing the labels, that's the third R, remove the labels that you're placing on yourself. Those are self-limiting beliefs. A lot of those are hard grained in us from the time we were kids. And it's really, really hard to break out of. It takes a lot of work to challenge those self-limiting beliefs, those labels we've had placed on ourselves um, for so long. But it is so, trust me, it is so incredibly freeing when you are able to remove those labels and then focus on your behaviors instead. I second that. Yeah. 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 And it's, and you know, for those of you in the group that are in the younger years, please do this now. Don't be, you know, 45, 46, 47, 
uh, uh, really yeah. waiting for that change going, oh, mm. it's, you know, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Just, just yep. words of wisdom, you know, I'm sure somebody it. said it to me at some point in time that I didn't pay attention to that. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. Blah, blah, blah. I don't need all Yeah, you stuff. don't know what you're talking about. Right, right. Ah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. true. Very true. Very it true. is true. So, all right. Any other thoughts you want to leave this morning with anybody or anything that you? Um, no. So my husband was an F-18 pilot too. So he was in the military. Um, and so he's always got like these little nuggets of information and knowledge. And then I was, in, I worked in law enforcement too. So one thing that we talk about all the time, he's kind of my accountability person is don't let your thoughts, ideas, or beliefs about perfection be the enemy of your progress. So again, this comes back to our cognitions, our thoughts, how we think about things. And then, you know, we have thoughts that we need to be perfect or we have an idea of what perfection looks like. Your progress is more important than anything. So aside from everything else that we've talked about, keep focusing on your progress. Yeah, I agree with that completely. Like just removing this idea that, you know, I, I love this. I mean, I use an 80-20 rule forever, right? From the fire service, military, see in, in a variety of ways. And in life, it's like, hey, if I can get myself to, to 80%, yeah. you know, that is I'm, I'm maintaining my fitness, I'm maintaining my mindfulness, my practices, I feel pretty good about myself, that 20%, I don't want perfection. I don't ever want to reach that. I, that 20% is like playground. It's like expo- exploration. It's space for yeah. growth because... I never want to hit a spot where it's like, oh, I'm good. I don't even know what that looks I like. I don't even, I don't even, I mean, one, it doesn't exist only in some fantasy realm, but, mm-hmm. but I love playing in that 20% space. That's like goodness. That's like, Ooh, what does Jeff get to do and grow and learn now? What do I, you know, where do I want to be? Like, what's my base, right. Of, of how I want my life to exist. And that could be 70, 80%. And, and that's my anchoring, right? That's where I maintain things. And that's where I'm disciplined around. And then that top tier place, that's just, that's just the goodness of life. That's where I get to win and lose, where I get to try and fail, where I get to experiment and grow and, and become somebody I didn't even know I could be, right? In ways. Yeah, so I love that. I don't yep. want to be, I don't want to be a hundred percent because a hundred percent, then I'm done. I'm checking out. Right. And and there is no done. I tell my clients all the time, like, well, when will I get there? When will I have this? I'm like, you won't. You are constantly becoming. Becoming is my big word. You are constantly becoming the person you are always meant to be. There is no finish line. Yeah. I I, I love it. Yeah. I mean, we've talked for years. I love that you said that. (laughs) That's one of actually. So I've got uh, four books and I kind of float back and forth between each one as I write them because I've also, I've, I've stopped trying to like complete them because I continue to learn so much, so yeah. much more that it's like, Oh, that plugs in. So I've kind of lined out these couple series and one of them is better has no finish line. Yes. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, there's just is no finish line to better. When I stop living in this hundred percent fully complete, you know, this max ideal thing, mm-hmm. I actually, I actually negate so much goodness of life. And, right. and I don't want to be there. Right. I mean, even, even leaving this earth, I want to be like, wow, you know, so much more to go. And you know, <laughs> yeah. I wish I had another hundred years because it would have been so much more fun. You know what I mean? And, and I don't, and I'm just going on to whatever's next. Right. So, yeah. 
That's just a reframing. I love that, right? This is, and that's the death behind kind of the, you know, perfection is the enemy of, you know, results or whatever. Like this is just this, uh, so yeah, I'll take it on. Well, thank you so much for taking some time this morning. Uh, Tell your husband, we appreciate him, you know, letting you, letting us borrow you for a little while. It was fun. Thanks for having me. It was a great conversation. So if you have any questions or things brought up for you or whatever it might be, Okay, buddy. <laughs> Wanna come say hi real quick before we pop off? No? Okay. You don't have to. His hair is like he's got this really thin blonde hair and it's just like, you know, you see some of the pictures on Instagram and just in the morning it's all static face. Yep. He does what I do. I, I like to sleep and I and I rub my head in the pillow when I sleep. <laughs> and he does the same thing. Like because he just comes out all in the back. Oh, it's so cute. Yeah, he's a trip. So all right. So if you have any other questions, uh Please post that link to the podcast in there. Um, I will also find, I'll try to go back. You may know it. Um, Renee Brown did a podcast. I think it might have been hers. Um, She laid out like the 32 emotions that we experienced or something. You remember that one? Mm -hmm. Um, I need to go back and find that. That would be a good one. We'll post that in there because, wow, to understand the complex list of emotions, you know, that actually exist um, so that we identify them as they come up and then be in the experience of it and kind of set a boundary between, you know, you can't stop somebody from saying something on the toxic positivity. Right. What you can do is control how you internalize that. Right. Yep. How you respond. How you respond. You know, it's like, okay, that's just that person. And that they're doing their best, right. Almost giving them some credit. They're doing what they know to do, what they've been taught, what they've been, you know, modeled. They're trying to be supportive. However, if that doesn't work for you, it's your choice yep. to accept and internalize that or not. So maybe exactly. we'll have to do another another session on that. So Oh, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I would love to. Totally. Okay. All right, Amanda. Thanks so much. Thanks for those that have tuned in and hung out and listened this morning. Hopefully you got some value out of it. Again, ask some questions below. Amanda's in the group, so feel free to tag her in stuff, question her, reach out to her. Um, we are looking at how we assimilate her into the, you know, brute force family here uh, as we move towards kind of this full human optimization spectrum, uh, not just fitness and not just sandbags, but really elevating our game and bringing more to the table so you can really have the create your life the way you want it in its entirety. So, all right, thanks again. And we will, uh, I'll see you tomorrow for lesson three, or no, lesson two. Sorry, it's going to be a good one. Uh, it's one of the ones I love. It's what I teach every day. And we're gonna explore some more humanists tomorrow. All right. Thanks very much, Amanda. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Thanks for joining us today. Great episode. Great conversation. Great interview. Make sure you subscribe, download, grab the next ones in line, and get ready to get set up because Mike and I will be back on the air soon with a lot more.